Welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I am your host, Kate Noel, and I am so happy you're here. My mission is to inspire you to be the best version of yourself by truly honoring what your mind, body, and soul want and need. Here, we talk about everything and anything, wellness, recovery, lifestyle stuff, lots more. Thank you so much for being here, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, welcome back to the Take the Cake podcast. I am honestly so grateful that you're here and I'm really looking forward to chatting with you today. This episode is probably going to be pretty popular because I'm going to be talking about digestion and when you, you don't know, you don't know uh, uncomfy (laughs) until you struggle with digestion obviously, I'm just kidding. You can definitely feel uncomfortable in your life without struggling with digestion. But let me tell you, I have had quite the journey with my digestive system and it's very common while we are on a healing journey to um, struggle with digestion. And today I hope that this episode will inform you on why this happens and inform you on what to do about it because it can be very challenging when we go to the internet to google and we type in um, digestive problems there can be there there is so many countless routes you can take and some of them have pretty unfortunate consequences that could actually make your symptoms a lot worse and could also contribute to more disordered eating. So if you're new here, I'm jumping right in. If you're new here, this is a podcast that's focused on recovery from eating disorders as well as just recovery from diet culture and recovery from, you know, the media shoving ideal beauty ideals in our face and diets in our face. And we're just, we're just trying to get back to ourselves on this podcast. And so I'm really excited to dive into digestion because recovery and bad digestion are more common than you think. And trust me, if you're listening and you're like, that's me, that's me, you are not alone. I am an eating disorder recovery coach and I work a lot with digestion. I have a lot of clients who struggle with digestion. And so this is obviously a very um, individualized approach and Just like I said in the last episode or maybe two episodes ago, I want you to remember that this is a lot of information and you will take what you need to take from this podcast. Don't stress. You can always listen to it again and take it one day at a time with digestion. And yeah. Okay. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to shout out a recent review because rating and reviewing are the best ways that you can support this podcast, and I really appreciate it. So this one is from somebody called Boogeyman222. Um, This person's name is actually Jen. I think that was just a username, but I love the username. Amazing, Boogeyman. It says, I am in awe of Kate's story. My recovery began in early September when I came across Kate's Instagram and began listening to her podcast. I thank God every day for allowing Kate's profile to appear on my popular page. She has saved me in more ways than one. Kate, you are truly a blessing and inspiration to our world today. I am so extremely grateful to know you. 
keep doing you. You are changing the lives of many women. XOXO Jen. Wow. (laughs) This is so sweet. This is truly so sweet. This makes me feel very um, special and is very affirming to everything that I'm doing. And I really appreciate you, Jen. I mean, let's take a moment to give Jen lots of love and just sending her well wishes on her journey. So shall we get into the episode? (laughs) This hopefully won't be too long. I'm going to try and keep it succinct. So let's get started. I'm going to start with my journey. I abused laxatives when I was in my eating disorder for quite a long time. I also had bulimia and I also restricted. And so all these things really did not work well for my digestive system. And I was pretty much constantly, I became very dependent on laxatives. And it, even if you don't take laxatives, even if you just restrict, your digestion can become very wrecked. Basically, my digestion just halted. It just kind of stopped. And I went to a pediatric gastroenterologist when I was younger because my eating disorder started when I was 15, 14, 15. So I was still young enough where I saw a gastroenterologist. And unfortunately, I didn't tell him the truth about my eating disorder and my laxative use and any sort of information that probably would have helped him a lot. So he gave me a little basic exam and said, there's nothing really wrong with you. And of course, in my mind, I'm like screaming, like, yes, there is, there's something wrong with me. But I wasn't honest with him and he sent me home. And then I didn't really get, you know, it didn't get better. I was still struggling. I really wanted to maintain my eating disorder, but I guess have some sort of solution. Like I thought that maybe there was a pill I could take or something. Maybe he would say, you know, you can't eat this anymore. And then I would be healed. Um, in hindsight, kind of a silly thing, but it was my journey. So grateful anyway. So, uh, he ended up giving me a lots of tests. I had blood tests. I had ultrasound. I actually even had a colonoscopy when I was in high school and, oh my gosh, you know what? I'm actually kind of messing the story up. Okay. I wasn't taking laxatives when I saw my gastroenterologist yet. I was just restricting and binging. That's all I was doing which is a lot. I don't want to say that's all I was doing in a way where that's like not severe, but that's what I was doing. And then I saw my uh, gastroenterologist and had my colonoscopy and he gave me um, laxatives in order to take the test because you have to uh, take laxatives in order to have a colonoscopy done. And that is when I got uh, abusive towards laxatives. So that was the journey I started with. And then once you become, my laxative abuse became normalized, you know, just like my bulimia, just like my restriction, unfortunately, and it didn't work well for me. So, you know, flash forward, fast forward, that's flashback and fast forward combined (laughs) to I'm now, you know, five or six years later and I'm living in Los Angeles and I'm finally stop taking the laxatives, but I'm still majorly restricting and it's painful to stop taking the laxatives and I'm really constipated a lot and I'm not feeling great. So 
my solution was, you know, to not eat a lot. And my eating disorder really loved it because I was at this point not eating that much and not eating enough. And I was also, you know, I was constipated. So it just, it wasn't a good mix. You're right. Not, not fun. Wasn't love in life. And I ended up, um, recovering. So I ended up choosing recovery in 2018. I started my recovery and I was eating more than I had in a long time. And actually my digestion was amazing. I mean, maybe not amazing, but it was pretty good. It was surprisingly great for what I thought was going to happen. I thought I was just going to be constipated for days, for weeks, whatever. Ended up actually having some success with the digestion department when I started my recovery. I ended up getting my period back and I was pretty content with my digestive system. But... I still had a lot of anxiety around digestion. And if I wouldn't go to the bathroom in the morning after my coffee, I would freak out. I mean, I would be really upset. I felt like I couldn't do anything that day. I I was modeling at the time and I would, you know, wake up five hours before my modeling job, which call times are pretty early. They're like six, seven, eight a.m. So I'd wake up super early and just pray and and drink coffee until I was able to go to the bathroom. So I definitely had anxiety around my digestion. I needed it to be perfect. And it came, I think, really from abusing laxatives and having this notion that you have to be not bloated, you can't have anything in your body, just wanted to always kind of have that feeling of there's nothing in me. So I ended up... um, you know, struggling. I was stressed. This is when I was making videos and I was in my recovery and I was doing better, but I was still struggling. I ended up going to treatment. And at this point, I feel like very frustrated because I felt like I was recovering. I was, you know, every day or so (laughs) I was, you know, getting stronger in my recovery. And at the same time, my digestion all of a sudden was getting weaker it felt. It felt like I was getting, I don't know, I wasn't really staying the same. I ended up seeing, after treatment, I ended up seeing a dietitian who had was informed with like IBS and with eating disorders. And she helped me kind of, you know, figure out some of the maybe, I don't know, intentions behind my actions. But it didn't really completely heal my digestive system. After that, I mean, and and all along this journey, I am eating more than I, you know, ever had. I was really trying. I felt like mentally I was, I, my body image was healing, my food, my restriction was healing, but I still had digestive issues. Alas, it is, I think it's 2000, I think it says 2020, the beginning of 2020, maybe end of 2019, I started, I saw another GI doctor and he, I told him everything. I was honest with this guy this time. And he ended up telling me, you know, we can do another colonoscopy and maybe we'll find something and like, we'll just do some testing. And I'm not going to go into detail about my symptoms, but I was definitely experiencing major digestive symptoms. It wasn't like I was bloated and constipated for, you know, four or five days. It wasn't like that. It was, there was 
it wasn't great. <laughs> so we're, we're getting real close here. Um, I want to be vulnerable. You know, I really want to like people to feel safe here and I'm, I'm not sorry if you think this episode's gross, so you can stop listening if you do. Anywho, if you're still around, let's, let's chat. So I ended up having another colonoscopy. This time did not trigger me. In fact, I was like, ugh, did not like that. But again, he didn't find anything. He said, and this is the, when um, COVID started happening. So I, I was meant to take a SIBO test, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth test. And he um, said, you can't come in because our, our labs are like closed and we're only really here for emergencies because it was the beginning of COVID when like nobody knew what was going on with, with COVID. So I ended up not being able to take the SIBO test. And he, he said, I can assume that you have SIBO based on your symptoms. So he prescribed me with the low FODMAP diet. And so I did the low FODMAP diet for a month and it did not help me at all. I'm not saying it doesn't help. I certainly think it does help. It's clinically shown to help, but it did not help me. Oh, and he also gave me two rounds of antibiotics for my small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. So I was on antibiotics and I was on a low FODMAP diet, which is restrictive. You can look it up if you really want to. And I was really unhappy. I felt like I was going backwards. In hindsight, I wasn't, but I really felt like I was. And I, um, you know, I just really was struggling with my career at the time because I was fit modeling and I felt really bloated and I just didn't feel great. And I didn't know what to eat and I felt like I couldn't listen to my body. And, you know, it's it's hard when if, if you're listening and you're in this spot where you're struggling with your digestion, I hear you. And I'm really sorry. It honestly really sucks if you're in recovery and struggling with your digestion because it feels like you're all of a sudden maybe developing like kind of fear foods again because you're scared of how they're going to make you feel physically. It sucks and I feel you and I'm sorry, but I hope this gives you some encouragement. So I felt discouraged. Again, it wasn't working. I ended up seeing a holistic nutritionist who put me on a supplement protocol and I was not eating low FODMAP anymore. Um, but like I said, I was kind of scared of certain foods. At this point, I was I had wasn't really eating a lot of dairy. I wasn't really eating a lot of gluten. I was eating it here and there, but I wasn't feeling feeling good. I mean, I just I felt like really scared of a lot of foods and I was not eating onion or garlic and I just there was lots of like little traces of fear I had around food again. The supplement protocol she had me on was intense and I had to take a something called a GI map test which was not great. Um, again, you can look that up if you really want to know what it is, but it's a stool test and I had to do that. And yeah, I mean, I just felt like it doesn't get much, uh, doesn't get, didn't get too much lower than that. I mean, that's not true. I'd had, I've had points in my life that were much lower than that, but I felt pretty low and not great. So I, did the supplement protocol. My results came back kind of funky and she had me on a very intense, and by intense, I mean like a lot of supplements I was taking. I felt like I was taking a supplement every couple hours and I had to time them right. And I had to, you know, do, I don't know, like one supplement I had to do with meals and the other one I had to do without meals. And the other one I had to do before meals, 15 minutes. And it was like very, 
it just, you know, it just felt very restricted. And, and I felt like I had no, I don't know, it was just my body didn't, I didn't like what I was doing. I didn't like it. I really didn't like it. I just wanted to feel like I could survive in this world on my own. And that's the thing about digestion that sucks when you have bad digestion is you actually, like digestion in itself is taking this world, you know, taking food from this world and assimilating it and continuing to live life. You know, if you don't digest food, you will die. So it makes sense that people cannot function and get upset when their digestion is bad because we are literally not able to continue to live a full life. And so I get it. So I was feeling that. And I, like I mentioned, was really struggling with the modeling. It just felt like really was fighting my body. I felt like I was fighting my body all the time. And my thoughts were just taking over my mind and my body so much. And so after the supplement protocol, you know, this is like six, seven months of trying to figure out what's going. I mean, this is more than six, seven months, but this is like, I mean, I'm like, I'm in recovery. Why? I mean, I'm recovered. I felt like I was mentally recovered, you know? And then, um, what happened is I decided to say, screw it. I'm going to surrender. And I was having a lot of anxiety around my job as a model and I was having anxiety around food. And so I did this like anxiety inventory and I really thought about what is my anxiety and my digestion trying to say to me? And in my coaching, I'm all about symptoms as messengers. So anytime we have a symptom, we can learn something from it and we can actually be really grateful for our symptoms. It's hard to be grateful when you're suffering, but I really try to lean into the suffering and think, why, why is this happening to me? You know, not in like, why is this happening to me? I'm, I'm don't deserve, you know, I'm, I'm better than this, but like actually what's going on. So I did that and I realized it wasn't like an overnight thing, but it was a slow realization. It was a lot of mindfulness and meditation and thinking. I am not in the right career path and I'm still restricting foods. And I am too stressed out. I've always known I wanted to help people and be some sort of like coach for a while. I wanted to be a doula and then I wanted to be nutritionist. And like, I really like working with people one-on-one. -on -one. It means a lot to me. And, and the modeling thing I was doing was just, I'm still modeling, but the specifically the fit modeling I was doing was just sucking the life out of me. And I felt like I was really fighting my body size, to be honest. Like these brands were having me come in and I was going to castings and I was really like on the edge of not really being like a fit model size. And I was like trying to kind of manipulate my body to make it look a certain way because I was like, oh, this is like a financial thing. And it was just exhausting. It was really not good. And so I realized through this meditation, just through thinking that I can't do this anymore. You know, it doesn't matter if this is like an amazing job that everyone wants. I can't do it anymore. It's not for me. It's not in my path anymore. It's taught me a lot. I'm really grateful for it. So I ended up going to school to become 
a coach. I went to um, the Institute for Psychology of Eating and I became a mind body eating coach. Well, I started to, I, it's, it's a, I think it's like a nine or 10 month program. So I started doing that in the summer of 2021 and I loved it so much. And then I remember, you know, about, I don't know, three or four months into it, I was in yoga and I had this realization. I was having anxiety about fit modeling, these jobs, these clients I was seeing every week. And I was just like, I'm done with this. I need to stop. I'm going to put my two weeks in or whatever, and I'm going to start coaching. I'm going to live in alignment with with what I'm called to do right now, which is coach. Um, so I did that. I, I put my two weeks in. It was a huge deal. It was an absolutely huge deal. And I know you're thinking, why does this have to do with digestion? That was the one of the biggest catalysts to me healing my digestion was stopping the fit modeling because I had it in my mind that I couldn't go to this job, these jobs, these castings every day when I had bad digestion. But in reality, the bad digestion was actually telling me, you need to listen. Life is calling you somewhere else. And this is, we're going to keep telling you that this is wrong for you right now until you listen. And so I did, I listened and my digestion got significantly better. I was just like, I'm done. I'm done trying to be this person. I don't even know what kind of person I was trying to be, but I completely just ate again, everything I wanted. And I was eating dense meals. I was eating, um, a lot of animal products. I started incorporating dairy into my diet again. I was just eating what I wanted to eat. I was eating it and I was having balanced meals. Absolutely. But you know, I, I wasn't eating like cheese or as much meat as I am now or dairy or, um, you know, carbs and stuff like that. I was just so, I just felt so free. I just felt like, you know, I don't want to live like this anymore. And that was the real catalyst to my digestive healing journey. You know, we tr- when we're in a digestive healing journey, like I mentioned, we're synthesizing from the sun and it's frustrating because we're feeling invalid in our hunger and in our lives because, you know, we're living in fear. And when we're in our ED, we're living in fear and we're unsafe and we're in a stress response all the time. And so we try and rush the process of recovery, which includes digestive healing. You know, we want to wake up and... We want everything to be healed and fixed. And I think what's important here to remember is that your digestive issues are a consequence of your eating disorder. They're not a consequence of your recovery. So good digestion grounds us and and poor digestion makes us feel anxious. It makes us feel floaty. It makes us feel kind of ethereal in a way, like not in a good way. And digestive symptoms, I am 100% sure that at least some of your digestive symptoms are asking you to release control. And so I just wanted to say that, and I kind of want to take this time now. That's my story. I hope that was kind of inspiring. And I want to take this time now to talk about um, some ideas of what could actually help your digestive system outside of you know, being patient and listening, tuning in. I just wanted to start with that start. (laughs) I just wanted to start with that 
to um, maybe relax you a little bit and help you to digest this next part, part. I love the puns. Okay. So the first thing that I want you to think of is patience. I kind of already touched on that, but really like your digestive symptoms, you need to feel those. You need to feel those symptoms. You need to sit with it. Like, what is it trying to say to you? If something is calling to you right away, then take note of it. Or maybe you can just think of that over the next few days. You know, there's something going on there and you can overcome this and really giving yourself affirmations every day of like, I can't overcome this. I can listen to what my digestive symptoms are trying to tell me. Um, The next tip I have is slowing down. So slowing down when we're eating meals. This is important because we, there's two, two real reasons why, but one is that we have bad digestion when we're in a stress response. When we eat really fast, when we eat on the road, we know what happens. It kind of doesn't really digest quite right. So it's really important to be in a relaxation response before you eat your meals. There's actually something called the cephalic phase digestive response. And that is like when you look at something and smell something that tastes good and you want and you're hungry and you actually like salivate and you become hungry and your taste buds actually get bigger and your stomach secretes and enzymes and you your body literally gets ready to eat and if you don't give yourself that time to mindfully like look at what you're eating smell what you're eating just having that awareness is so crucial to um, assimilating and digesting food When you are in a relaxation response, you have increased digestive blood flow, you have, you know, increased digestive enzymes, your gut um, actually functions better, something called peristalsis um, happens, you have more oxygen in your gut, you have stomach acid regulation, you have gastric emptying time regulation, you absorb more nutrients, and so it's really important to be in, you know, slow and relaxed and mindful when you eat. Something I like to do is literally say gratitude before I eat or a prayer before you eat is really, really nice. The next point I want to make is about muscle development. So when we feed ourselves more, it takes time for our muscles to develop again. And when we skip meals, we are skipping out on this muscle development because our muscles, our, our colon is a muscle. And if you skip meals, it's kind of like not working out those muscles. It's like if you didn't walk for a year and then you got up and started walking, like it wouldn't be easy when you're using your legs every day. So food is kind of like weights for your digestive tract in a way, not actually, but you can think of it like that. So keep affirming to yourself, like you never, never, never skip meals. I mean, it is so important to feed yourself. If you're absolutely in so much pain that you can't even think about eating a meal, see a doctor, you know, see somebody, work with somebody, nutritionist, anyone. I could even help you possibly as long as you're cleared by a doctor, but have that easier to digest foods, you know, have something like rice or eggs or something that, you know, digests a little bit easier, but yeah, skipping meals is just going to make the problem worse and prolonged. The next point I have is remineralizing. So On a cellular level, every single cell needs minerals and nutrients, and we have receptors in all of our cells. And 
when we are in our eating disorder, we can develop leaky gut, we can develop gut issues, gut permeability, and we need new cells. We need to generate new healthy cells, a new healthy self, really, a recovered self. So something that's really important is remineralizing. And a way that I like to do that is with bone broth, with just broths in general, with orange juice, any juice, coconut water, anything with minerals and electrolytes and nutrients like fruit, vegetables, anything that has that, those minerals and adding those in can be really beneficial, like in between meals. And I just wanted to include this point because I think it's a really interesting thought that like you actually need to generate a new digestive kind of system in a way. Um, and that requires a lot of food and energy. The next point I have is let's focusing on your gut microbiome. So eating meal variety, not eating the same foods every day, incorporating some fermented foods into your diet, like kefir, yogurt, kimchi, sauerkraut, kombucha. There's tons. I mean, it's really trendy. There's tons of fermented foods. So I'd rather you eat fermented foods than take a probiotic because um, it's just a little bit more uh, natural in the sense of like you're just asking your body to assimilate a smaller amount of probiotics that's a little bit more natural and can be more supportive sometimes. But also just eating enough meal variety, having balanced meals with carbs, fats, proteins, vegetables, fruits, and enough fiber is really, really important as well. Another point I have is to simplify your diet. And by that, I don't mean restrict. I mean, going back to more simple foods, like I'm going to call out the almond milk and plant milk industry here and say, those aren't actually simpler foods than just cow's milk. Cow's milk is just cow's milk or goat milk or just, you know, whatever animal-based milk. And it can be kind of difficult to digest nuts and seeds. So um, having more bioavailable sources of your staple foods can be really helpful. Um, on top of that, a lot of those faux foods that are kind of like the faux meats and the faux whatever else there is, processed foods can, I mean, I'm all about processed foods. Trust me. I mean, I think that's an integral part of my diet and I think it should be a part of your diet if it's supportive for you, which I think it is for most people. But I will say that um, if you're doing the more processed foods out of fear, like if you're afraid of dairy, so you're doing oat milk, there's some gums and fillers in those types of milks that can also be harder to digest. Um, so just an idea, you know, nuts and seeds have a very rigid plant wall and soaking them and sprouting them can also be supportive if you still want to include those in your diet. Um, another thing I want to mention is supplements. So I'm actually going to go in the opposite direction and say I don't recommend taking supplements for your digestive tract unless you are prescribed them. I don't recommend self-prescribing. When, when I say supplements, I'm talking mostly digestive enzymes and um, hydrochloric acid or, you know, mostly digestive enzymes or any sort of like anti-bloat medication or whatever, like eat this and take this to support yourself. Because like I said, unless you are prescribed, but if you're self-diagnosing 
you're kind of like asking your body, you're kind of covering up the messengers and you're asking your body to digest something outside of yourself and you're asking your body to kind of do more than it wants to do in a way. It's kind of like taking an ibuprofen after a night of drinking too much. Okay, that's fine, but you're kind of covering up something that a natural consequence of something. So instead of taking digestive enzymes or anything like that, I would actually much rather you take digestive bitters because that will actually train your body to release digestive enzymes instead of just taking them in a pill form. Again, working with somebody here is really important. Um, But that's something I want to mention that just not taking the supplements can actually be surprisingly helpful and when I was taking a lot of supplements, I was really stressed out about the supplements and that stress was not helping my digestion for sure. So letting go of that and just trusting in the process. Another point I have is letting go of diet foods and diet mentality and toxic beliefs about yourself. And if you're constantly telling yourself you're not good enough, if you're constantly telling yourself you can't digest this food, that you're not ma- made, you're lactose intolerant and you don't, and you can't do this and you can't do that and you have to have a special diet. Telling yourself that over and over and over again is literally manifesting in your actual reality. So just saying to yourself on the subconscious level is making this true for you. And so let go of the diet foods and the diet mentality. And this is a time where you can really. I mean, it's hard, it sucks, but this is the time where you really have to focus on healing your toxic beliefs about yourself and this conversation that you're having with yourself all the time that might be really mean. Um, And, you know, if you, I'm thinking of like, if you really mean, this is really sad, but if like you're really mean to a dog, they're going to fight back and your body's going to fight back if you're really mean to it. And a lot of times that, can be through symptoms. The next point I have is macronutrient balance. So having macronutrient balance in all of your meals and snacks and eating with intention is really important. I kind of already mentioned this, but having carbs, fats, proteins, having enough vegetables and fiber and having appropriate amounts of you know macronutrients within your meals is really, really key. Um, if you're really struggling here, working with somebody is ideal. The last tip I have, well, actually there's kind of two more, um, is prioritizing your recovery over your digestive healing journey. So this is something that's important. I want you to really hear this again, going back to the beginning points where I mentioned like your digestive issues are not a consequence of your recovery. They're a consequence of your eating disorder. That's very simple, simplified, and it might not necessarily be 1000% true, but it is, I think, true for most people, especially if your symptoms line up with like when your eating disorder kind of started. Remember, remember that, you know, it's, it's just a part of the process. And so prioritizing your recovery is really important. The last thing I want to mention is some helpful practices that you can do. Um, These are, you know, just ideas that are a little bit outside of the digestive realm, but I think are important. So self-massage or getting massages, doing some yoga, 
hot water bottle or a heating pad, meditation, having sex, having fun, being productive even on your bad digestive days or taking a rest when you really need it, taking a vacation, taking a walk, warming tea, taking a warm bath, taking care of yourself is really what I'm trying to say here. That will heal your digestive symptoms more than you can even know. I guarantee it. It will at least help you with your symptoms. One thing I want to leave you with is maybe like a little task. If you are interested in pursuing this journey more, like this is an example of something I would give my clients. You can write a story of how your life would be better when your digestion heals. Writing down your future of what your day-to-day looks like with healed digestion and good digestion. Also remembering that everyone struggles with digestion sometimes. It's not like there's this ideal perfect digestive system. Everyone gets bloated. Everyone has gas. Everyone has bad digestion days. You know, it happens. So just remember that you're a human being on this earth and your digestion symptoms are here to talk to you and you're just here to listen. And sometimes a little bit of moving in the right direction, a different direction is what you need. So I hope that you found this inspiring. Again, remember that this is a lot of information. So take with it whatever you take and trust that you're taking enough. Please let me know if you liked this episode. I will see you all on the next episode of Take the Cake. Bye.